It's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you are new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you haven't done your weekly review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you've finished listening. I'm Jean McDonald, and I am here with my good friend and co-host, James Dempsey. Hi, James. How are you doing today? Um, have you done your weekly review? Hi, Jean. I am doing well today, but I am still uh, I'm at the tail end of visiting my sister in New Jersey, and I have kind of let my weekly review slide a little bit this past week, I must admit. Okay. Well, that's good, because admitting you have a problem is the beginning. No. <laughs> <laughs> you do not have a problem. Um, I also, um, I'm about halfway through. I've gotten inspired over Christmas with some new projects and just building them into my OmniFocus um, uh, tasks and projects is is taking um, some time away from reviewing and doing time, which I want to get over very soon. And uh, by mutual agreement, we have decided to skip uh, analyzing our inboxes this week because we have a very special guest on the weekly review, and that is Rosemary Orchard. And Rosemary, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be on it. We invited Rosemary onto the podcast because she is the author of a recently released book called Build Your OmniFocus Workflow, um, together with Ryan Dotson. So Rosemary, um, aside from being the author of this wonderful book, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself? Well, um, I am a programmer day to day. So I program web-based applications. And then when I am not programming at work or playing games on the Nintendo Switch, I got this Christmas, which is a very big time <laughs> sink. Uh, I am the co-host of Automators, which is a podcast about automation. I have my own blog uh, where I write about automation, productivity, technology. Um, and I also do some things for Learn OmniFocus. So I've been producing some videos and live sessions with Tim Stringer. Um, about wow. automation OmniFocus. Awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's quite, uh, that is quite a lot of things to do. It's, it's great that you um, use OmniFocus and task management to get all those things done. In fact, I appreciated your uh, intro to your book where you said that people think you're super organized and you uh, you give credit to your ability to manage all these tasks for for that. Um, is that really true? <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I would have no idea what I was doing from day to day if I did not have OmniFocus because I, I, I have a goldfish brain um, and everybody does this. You think of this task that you need to do. It's absolutely urgent. You have to do it right now. And three seconds later, you have no idea what it was because this thing <laughs> happened mm -hmm. and somebody opened the door and the phone rang and then there was a squirrel and it's just it. That's just gone. Um, and I, you know, I, I learned early on that I'm like this. And I tried for years to overcome this problem. And I decided that I can't overcome the problem. What's the best thing to do? Write everything down so that I know what I'm doing. I know what needs mm -hmm. to be done. And then I can actually see it. And when I, the inevitable happens, and there is a squirrel dashing across the windowsill, I can actually go, oh, squirrel, 
OmniFocus, what am I doing? And OmniFocus tells me what I'm doing. <laughs> it's like my personal assistant. Only, you know, it doesn't judge me, which is really nice. <laughs> <laughs> so what sparked your interest in um, the whole getting things done methodology and, um, and OmniFocus? Okay, well, uh, this is a very long story, but essentially, um, at <laughs> school, we were given planners. We were given planners every single year, and wow. we had to write our homework into them every single day, every single class that we got homework in, and we had to write the homework in on the day that we got the homework, not the day that the homework was due. And I don't know about you guys, but my brain likes to look at things that are coming up and not have to filter through all of the things that are already done. That's one of the reasons why I love digital task management, because I can mm -hmm. hide the stuff that I can't use um, and I can't do anything about. And uh, yeah, so one year I accidentally lost my school planner. Uh, it was tragic. There was oh, no. uh, crying. <laughs> I, I put ribbons on it and I bought a Filofax instead. And I decided that I was going to look for guides on how to use this. And I found Merlin Mann and 43 folders and getting things done and a rabbit hole of, I have no idea how many times I listened to the audiobook back then. It must have been four or five times. Uh, hours lost in my iPod later, I discovered that I was very interested in getting things done. And the OmniFocus was the best task management application, and I did not have a Mac. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was, uh, that was the start of my journey to end up with a Mac. <laughs> wow, uh, that's, that is quite a journey. Yeah, it's it's one of these things. I, I I genuinely think that if my school hadn't had this rule that you had to write the homework in on the day that you were assigned it versus you just write it in when it's due and then look at the stuff that's due on the day so that you know what's coming and you know that there are six pieces of homework due on Wednesday instead of there is one thing that you read in last Tuesday, but that was that thing four weeks ago that you forgot about and it's still due <laughs> on Wednesday. It might not have happened. So uh, thank you to my school for using a planner incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> and then you needed the app, so you started using a Mac. So it's interesting how your life is shaped by task management. Yeah, it is. And actually, after I got a Mac for a while, I resisted OmniFocus. I don't know what I was thinking. In hindsight, I'm definitely crazy. Um, but I was convinced that, you know, like OmniFocus, I mean, it's not the cheapest task management application, but when I look at how much work that I get done with it, it actually, like per hour of usage... Um, or productivity, it is extremely cheap. But I was there going, no, 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 I, I can figure something else out. So there was this thing, a Pidgeot to do, and Toodle Do is the backend for synchronization. I used that for a while. And uh, yeah, then I got OmniFocus and went, oh, now I see. I see what I've been missing. <laughs> so, yeah. That's funny. Do you find that you've adapted GTD to your own needs, or do you find that you still try to follow kind of the canonical steps pretty closely i mean i don't think about following the steps per se i do schedule a weekly review um which is actually a weekly session two twice weekly session sorry so i have a weekly review at work and a weekly review at home just so that i can make sure that everything's done um and i and have like mini review sessions with throughout the week which are definitely thanks to gtd but i've definitely made some tweaks. So I think canonical GTD says you need a context for everything. Um, and I don't 
do that. Um, so, for example, at work, I assume that I have a computer available to me because I work in an IT department. If I don't have a computer available to me, I'm not going to be expected to work. <laughs> um, so um, things like that. I don't tag all of my work actions with at computer. Um, and I tag the ones that don't need a computer. So, for example, phone. So if I my computer is somehow not available to me, then I can pick up the phone and maybe make that one phone call I need to make per month or something. Um, and so that's the way I've changed that. And also uh, David Allen's two-minute rule, I've expanded it. I am very flexible. If I look at something and think, okay, if I write this down, like the amount of time of writing it down and shoving it around in my task manager is just going to be too intense. I can just do the 15-step task within the next 20 minutes. I'll just do it. Um, maybe it's not perfect GTD, but it works for me and it saves putting like 15 tasks maybe in my task manager sometimes. And it's just 20 minutes of work. So that works. That makes sense. And uh, yeah, I think Gene and I have both found that we have – yeah kind of massage GTD to our own or bent it to our own wills a little bit. Um, so I think that's pretty common. Um, yes. <clears throat> so one thing um, in reading the book, I found, uh, uh, even though, I, well, I've been using OmniFocus about a year, um, is that uh, I found it to be like a really nice companion piece to the uh, the documentation from OmniGroup. Because um, I mean, they tell you what things do, but what I like about your book is it really kind of goes through and puts it into the context of a workflow, as its title implies, and how you might use all of these bells and whistles. Um, and so uh, I definitely have been enjoying reading it. Thank you. It's good to know. It's one of these things. Ryan and I wrote the book and we were there going, is anybody going to read this? Is anybody going to like it? And we're happy to say we've had positive feedback. So <laughs> that's good. But uh, it was one of these things, you know, like, how can we really make this useful? It's all very well saying, I'm going to write a book about OmniFocus, but we wanted people to actually be able to look at it and go, now I understand like wh why I would use a sequential project versus a parallel project versus a single action list. Like for some people, they'll just leave everything as parallel the entire time because it doesn't matter. And maybe after this, other people can go, actually, yeah, for those few things, I do need a sequential project. So. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that I've heard, like when I first saw OmniFocus, I kind of I was like, oh, this is awesome. It's so powerful. And, but I do find that, uh, people who are new to it, sometimes it feels very unapproachable because it has so many, it's so full featured. Um, but that also means that there's, you know, some additional complexity. Do you have any particular advice for folks who are just starting out with OmniFocus? Well, I mean, this is something I, I've, I'm stealing from David Sparks, um, which is uh, a digital task management system can hold thousands, billions of tasks, but you shouldn't put thousands or billions of tasks in there. Be realistic, because it's all very well putting climb Mount Kilimanjaro in your task list, but unless you have active plans to do that then maybe that should be on a someday maybe list. And I think a lot of people start out with that and they're going, yeah, I can put this project in here and I can put that project in here and I can put this one in there as well. And you're, they're looking at things which maybe they're not going to get around to for 30, 40 years. Um, and that looking at 30, 40 years of tasks, I don't know about you, but that to me is like, whoa, no. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's daunting, that's yes. 
Yeah, that's terrifying. So keep it realistic. You know, like, what can you realistically do? Maybe, okay, so for example, I need to get my passport renewed. That's in my OmniFocus. That's not due till 2020. Okay, but for me, having my passport renewed in a timely manner is very important. So that is going to be like one of the longest running tasks in there. Whereas my driver's license, I rarely drive. So it's not so important if my driver's license expires. Um, though that's a, my driver's license is in OmniFocus as well. Um, but, you know, that sort of thing, like that's that's the long running task that I've got. But the other tasks, I'm looking at it and it's like, I'll keep a year's worth of plans in here at the most. Um, and everything else, you know, like I, I put into another system and I have uh, reminders in OmniFocus to go and take things out of these systems and bring in the whole project because I don't need 140 tasks for a university course that isn't going to start until November 1st. When it starts November 1st, I can go grab those tasks and stick them in OmniFocus. But before then, it doesn't matter. I could defer them, uh, but I've chosen to actively take those out of OmniFocus so that I don't get distracted because everybody gets distracted every once in a while. Let's, you know, let's go back to Mount Kilimanjaro or uh, whatever big thing that you're not actively doing and you put it into someday maybe. This for me is one of those... um, issues I have with the whole system. Um, I have been trying to be a good GTD person, you know, for over 10 years. (laughs) And one of the things that I find, you know, that I have two stumbling blocks. One of them is someday maybe eventually also gets too big and it becomes unuseful. Like, do you have some parameters for taking things out of that? Like what would sit on that list for you, you know, and, and when would you decide I'm taking it off? Well, I always put a date on something when I put it in someday, maybe. So this is the date that it got put in here. And I then make a point, I go through it. It's approximately once every two months. Um, it's actually on an eight week schedule. Um, and I, I take a look at it and I look at the oldest things and I look at this and go, okay, how crazy was I when I put this in here? (laughs) (laughs) Because every so often you look at it and it's like, I've had, I had this task in there, clean out the junk room. Okay. There's a room in the cellar, which is part of our apartment, not directly connected to the apartment, um, where we can store stuff. And I've been intending to clean it out since like three weeks after I moved in. That was in 2015. Mm -hmm. That task Mm -hmm. got removed from my to-do list in, I think, mid-2016, because I was was there and I kept looking at it and it just went, no, I'm I'm not going to clear out that room. That's something that I'm going to need my boyfriend to help me with and things like that. So that can just not be a project until at some point when we're talking about it, it will come back. Um, But that one has just been deleted. Um, and I, I like the ability to sort from oldest to newest. It means that I always mm-hmm. review the same things uh, first in general, but that also means that I become very familiar with it. And I go, I've been thinking about this for a very long time. Like, I'm going to get started on this. Um, yeah. You know, so attending PodCon went on my someday maybe list last year when PodCon was happening. And um, as uh, it got to about November, I said, you know what? I'm going. I'm just deciding I'm going. So that came off my Sunday maybe list and went back into OmniFocus. Um, but oh. yeah, so. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. now that you've brought up PodCon, um, might be a good time to mention that we're all going to PodCon um, this month in uh, Seattle, which is a gathering of podcasters. It's the second one they've done. I didn't go to the first one, so um, we'll see. I don't, you know, I, I don't know what it's going to be like. And since they've, 
are only doing their second one, that's probably um, they don't probably know exactly what it'll be like either. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm looking forward to it. A, I'm looking forward to seeing you and David Sparks is going too. So um, and James is going, and I'll get to see James. And I will be there. Yes, quite a number of my podcasting friends will be there. And uh, it sounds like you are having a automators meetup while you're there as well. And James and I would be delighted yes, to. Yeah, David that. and I are trying to organize an automators meetup for the Saturday evening, that Saturday, January the 19th. Um, and there is a post in the automators mm -hmm. forum, which I believe uh, will be in the show notes here as well. It's free to attend, but let us know if you're coming so that we can make sure to get a, the right number of people table instead of a two-person table at the moment we definitely need a five-person table so uh we'll see how big <laughs> we need the table to be we don't yet have a location so we're still figuring that out so uh okay. keep an eye out on the forum um and the, the other thing that you just said that really made me feel uh, a little better is you said you took your junk room cleanup thing off your list which doesn't mean you're never going to clean up the junk room <laughs> it just yeah. means you're not it just means that I need to stop thinking. Right yeah, exactly. Because someday maybe it's for stuff that I am going to do someday maybe, but that's a someday maybe within the next couple of years, not yeah. within the next couple of decades. And at the rate that I've, <laughs> I've managed to clear out the junk room, which has been a rate of zero out of zero times that I've attempted to do so so far, um, you know, I haven't, I haven't <laughs> even been attempted to do it. You know, like, I, yeah. I don't need to feel guilty about this. I don't need this little thing looking at me going, hey, you haven't done it yet. Like, it, I know that that's something that David Allen says happens when something's in your task management system. For that happens to me in my someday maybe as well, which is why I put a date on it um, when I put things in there um, mm -hmm. so that I can look at it and go, yeah, this has been in there for quite a while. And there are some things in there that have been in there for two or three years and I'm not ready to let go of them yet. But at the same time, I've, I've classified them specifically as low priority versus high priority. I'd really like to get this done sometime soon, but I don't have time for it right now. And I think it's – well, it's interesting because David Allen says that the things that you don't have in your trusted system stick in your mind like a loop, like an unclosed loop. Um, but I find that sometimes that junk drawer or what have you is never on my mind. Um, <laughs> so having it on the list or off the list, like having it on the list might actually be worse, as you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Like, if, in my case, the junk room's in the cellar. I very rarely go to the cellar. Like, if I need my bicycle or a big suitcase, I'll go in the cellar. The rest of the time, I don't even go near the door. So seeing that on my list is actually bringing it into my mind. It's not like, for example, the, the drawer next in the cabin next to where I'm sitting, which I can see from here, which is actually surprisingly tidy right now. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not something that's throwing itself in my face. Um, and... If it's not something that throws itself in your face, maybe it's not something that just sticks in your brain going, yeah, you wanted to do this, then why put it on a list if you're not going to do it or if you don't want to think about doing it? Mm -hmm. you know, feel free to take it off. <clears throat> yeah, I, th I think uh, several podcasts ago, James and I were talking about James's drunk drawer or something like that, where I was trying to convince him to break it into smaller next actions, but now I'm going to retract that advice and just say, do the rosemary thing of taking it off your list. It's not like you'll forget about it. You know, <laughs> if there comes a time where it absolutely needs to be done, you'll do it then. It, you know, it's, a, it's different than a 
um, I don't know, say a passport renewal, which is easily forgotten about, but has very dire consequences if you uh, let your passport expire and don't get it renewed promptly. Absolutely. I also know. (laughs) And I don't know if I mentioned it to you, James, but I did get my passport in the mail. So Hey, that's fantastic. That task is done. Yeah, that was a real uh, classic, you know, procrastination gone overboard. And I don't know why I let it go so long, but once I made a plan to be going abroad, I really needed to get that thing done. And it's done. So... And I put it into my calendar for 10 years from now to remember to start that process again. And I put my renewal based on your experience in my calendar also. Or actually, I did it as an OmniFocus reminder, but yes. And so it sounds like we're all thinking about renewing passports, the three of us. (laughs) Well, mine expires in in, uh, just a a year and a little bit actually uh, as far as April mm-hmm. next year so uh, I I need to make sure that it's renewed in time because otherwise I am going to be stuck in this country uh, which I don't mind I do love Austria uh, but I want to make sure it's renewed so that I can attend WWDC again <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and I also just wanted to uh, thank you Rosemary for the the little shout out um, I saw to me in your book about the the today slash next tag Yes. Yes. Uh, you, you mentioned this. Um, I can't remember if you've mentioned it on this podcast before, uh, but OmniFocus has a, ta- a tag that you can assign to your forecast view to see in the today area. And uh, you mentioned at some point in one of the OmniFocus Slack channels that you had named this today and you changed it to next because it, you weren't getting things done and it felt like somebody was telling you off, I believe, um, was along the lines of the expression that you did. And I changed it and I feel so much better having changed it because it's no longer broken promises to myself. So, exactly. Yes. It feels, it feels yes, it is next, but I just have not gotten to it yet. Um, exactly. So I, I was reading through the book and I was like, hey, that's me. Um, so I appreciate that. <laughs> that doesn't happen often. Well, it was your idea. Credit where credit is due. <laughs> the other thing I noticed reading the book is um, there does seem to be a uh, an affinity for um, Douglas Adams and the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes, yes. Uh, it turns out Ryan and I are both fans. I've not actually met Ryan. He lives in Japan, so we have a big time zone difference and quite a physical distance uh, for co-writing a book. But that worked out quite well. But it turns out we both really love The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And as one person uh, commented when they wrote in, it's a good thing that we weren't a fan of the Dirk Gently books, because trying to fit an entire universe into OmniFocus would be tricky. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and yeah, I'm also a, a big fan, so it was fun. Fun picking up on all those references. Before we wrap up, Rosemary, do you have any last pearls of wisdom for the uh, the person who wants to use OmniFocus to be as organized as you are? Yes, uh, I would suggest uh, that along with your weekly review, you schedule a pruning session. So, because to start with, it's very tempting to just dump everything into OmniFocus, okay, including things like Mount Kilimanjaro. And don't stop yourself from doing that because you need to write these things down somewhere. 
but make sure that as part of your weekly review to start with, maybe you make it into a separate session, you you have a, a serious review of these tasks and go, am I going to do this? Does this maybe belong on a I should not do this list or a someday maybe list <laughs> or um, or maybe actually that task needs to be turned into a project. So make sure you're breaking things down and moving things to alternative systems where they belong uh, if they are not something that you are going to be doing within the foreseeable future. That is very sound advice. And uh, I encourage our listeners who uh, who appreciate sound advice like that to go check out uh, Rosemary and Ryan's book. Um, it's the Build Your OmniFocus Workflow. I like also how the two of you put your own workflows at the end, you know, sort of broken down into the various components of uh, the task management system. And it, it, so it's not dry at all. It's, uh, it's very much a, a, a book that explains a system that real human beings use. <laughs> mm-hmm. so we appreciate having you, uh, Rosemary, a real human being, as a guest on this podcast. Well, thank you very much. I do sometimes wish I was a robot so I wouldn't forget anything, but then I wouldn't have as, had as much fun talking to you two. So I think it's a <laughs> trade-off that's well worth it. Well, we've really enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time. Thank you. And please keep the podcast going because it really does motivate me to do my weekly reviews. Oh, cool. Well, um, yeah. So listeners, go to omnifocusbook.com if you want to find the book. And Rosemary also has her website with all the the cool um, automation and other technology blogging work that she does over at rosemaryorchard.com. And she's at rosemaryorchard on micro.blog and everywhere else too. You can find us at theweeklyreview.fm and we are also um, the weekly review on micro.blog and on Twitter at, at weeklyreviewfm. James, you got anything to add before we say goodbye for this week? No, I think it just has been a a lovely interview. So that should wrap it for this week. I agree. Um, And please do go to your uh, podcast app of choice and rate or review us. We really, really appreciate it because it helps new listeners find us. And we just love hearing what you think. Thanks for listening. And we will see you at the next weekly review. Thanks. Some things you want to get done And still enjoy a bit of organizational fun There's a lot of things